0: You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. I'm Calvin, and you're listening to Leading Questions with Calvin Moore. This show is an experiment in civility, gathering people who disagree to sit down face-to-face and having them discuss their disagreements. Do we ever arrive at consensus? Sometimes. What's most important is we've got the conversation started. Well, hey, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of Leading Questions with Calvin Moore. I am your host, Calvin Moore. And per usual, I am here with my co-hosts, Ken Strait and Steve Phelps. What's going on, guys? How you been?
1: Last I've show, been okay. Last show Can't of the year. You been? I've been, you know, it is what it is.
0: Last show of the year. I last feel show of the year. We had some technical difficulties getting started tonight, uh, and... Uh, I wish I wish you guys could see the video of Kent. Kent is red. Kent is frustrated. <laughs> Kent is not. Kent, Kent is not Kent
2: particularly
1: is a, red. Kent is pretty tan for the winter right now. Do we but, have? Uh, do we
2: have a? Uh, do we have any uh, any recordings from the last half hour? Perhaps that <laughs> so we can post on the website. All <laughs> Dave, the... we can. Can we get that? <laughs> Kent,
0: Kent, Kent is the very picture of twenty twenty right now. Uh, yes. Just frustrated. Just frustrated. Yep. just want it to be over just wish
1: wish it hadn't happened wish it was better uh sorry so many people died along the way yeah
0: yeah Uh, yeah. so so this is uh well we'll, this is our uh, our last episode of the year uh and uh so you know coming up on new year's so we're going to kind of do a a look back at at the year and um and hopefully look forward towards 2021 but Christmas just passed, what, two days ago? Two days ago at the time of this recording. So how was how was your guys' how how was your guys' Christmas? We did our Christmas episode before Christmas. How was your actual Christmas Day? Weird thing, I did
1: absolutely nothing on Christmas Day. It was as if I had a sick day. Um, <laughs> because I did I had Christmas activities on the twenty third. I had Christmas activities on the 24th lasting until like one in the morning. And then I went home on Christmas day and did nothing because all of my obligations were fulfilled. And because it was a pandemic, there were fewer places to go. Did, so, did, you, did your nephews like the gift? Uh, let me think what I give them. Uh, yeah. Yep. Yep. They're fine. Everything well? Uh, all
2: right. Well then everything's fine. Then.
1: Yep. My nephew's got uh one of them got a chemistry set. One of them got a uh, all, um, an Amazon Echo, and um, uh, yeah, it's fine. The Amazon well, one Echo, of your
2: nephews grow up to be a some sort of villain of any kind, where the chemistry set is now going to set him off in a direction that's going to be well. Of bad.
1: My, of my two nephews, it's quite clear which one is more likely to be some sort of villain, and. Um, you didn't get the chemistry set to that one. He's not the guy who <laughs> okay. he's not the one who got the chemistry set.
2: Yeah, my uh oh, my yeah. youngest daughter's become uh, uh has has uh, bec- is on her way to becoming a a YouTube sensation. She will tell you this week. He is. She is uh she's she started a a makeup uh makeup tutorial channel. Yeah, it's called uh it's called Wake Up Then Makeup. Yep. Wake Up <laughs> and, uh, Then Makeup. She's got her first eight subscribers. She's got like 68 views. She's very excited about it. She's I got, out um, content this week.
1: I got a message. Uh, I got a uh, not a text, a, a Facebook message because she Facebook for youth. I'm not really sure how it works, but so I got a Facebook message from her while I was on the treadmill at the gym yesterday. And it said, Kent search, wake up, then makeup on YouTube. And I responded back. I said, I can't think of any reason why I would want to do that, but okay. And then she replied in all caps, just do it. So I did when I got home and, uh, and there she was, she was She's uh, using
2: personal connections. Uh, I, my, my, uh, my sister-in-law has a, a large uh, following, inst- following herself yeah. on Instagram or something. So I think she's trying to work that connection. Oh, perfect. Uh, yes. So I think she's, yeah, she's, uh, She's Does she have a LinkedIn page yet? <laughs> <Late in shots. laughs> LinkedIn. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'd like to reach out to you. I've got an opportunity. I see that you're working in makeup. Yeah, I was wondering uh, if you'd like to sit down and have a conversation.
2: Precisely. <laughs> she's got she's got her first 20 episodes sketched out. Um uh a different a different kind of uh, you know, Let me are guess. you looking Let me guess. for yeah?
0: She's, sketch, she's got it sketched out. She's gonna wake up and hold on, probably apply makeup. Yes.
2: Well, you'd think
0: in each episode, I figured it's actually about that.
2: auto repair. It's uh it's it's not what, <laughs> what you're thinking. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's yeah, she's like it's like would you like unicorn eyes? And then she goes through this whole thing on how to apply the various layers of makeup that would give you unicorn eyes. She's not half bad at it. I don't oh, know no. where she gets her education. Here's a question. She's actually she's good. pretty good she's at it. She's
0: probably getting it from somebody else's YouTube video. She's well, like, "I can do this to Well,
2: you. So, here's the thing. Her her friends, her best friend's mom is a professional makeup artist. Oh. so I think some of it comes through there, and then yes, yeah, she's probably watching various uh, tutorials. I've never seen her watch one before. I'd have to think she is because I don't otherwise. I don't know where she gets her information, but I've never actually seen her watch somebody else's YouTube page. So intuitive. Well, yeah. I, well, it's. I'm guessing it's a combination of all these things. Her 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 friend's mom, these various people she knows, and then she just. Her and her friend actually sit every morning for half an hour before school doing these little makeup sessions together like every morning. So she has a a ton of practice at it, which is probably part of it.
1: So the moral of this story is every each and every one of our listeners should search for this. Uh, The comments are turned off. So it's a completely safe environment. Search for it. Give it a like. Wake subscribe. up, then make up, yes.
2: subscribe. This is gonna be her thing. She's she's she she wants to be Ariana Grande.
1: <laughs> if our if if the listeners who uh who take part in this show have any interest in uh makeup tutorials from a ten-year-old, and I'm sure that that Venn diagram is something I'd like to see.
0: Hey, and, and um, we just decided this just now. All three hosts are gonna be on individual episodes where we allow her to do yes, our makeup. Yes, abso- yes, absolutely. <laughs> Prop promotion right there.
2: <laughs> she she's been on this show. She can she can represent this show on her show and mm-hmm. again the diagram the Venn diagram speaking of Venn diagram yeah. is very small It's a sliver. very I was a, I was kidding very, very about that, slipper. but
0: I do I do, no, no. <laughs> I do expect to see at least an episode with well, Steve. I do expect to see at least an episode.
2: In order to prove needs- it,
0: in order to prove that you're a good dad. In yeah, to well I,
2: dad, you I do told one. her she needs an episode where she teaches dads how to help their kids do makeup and then that would make sense. That would actually be something that would that could that okay.
0: could happen. Because gotcha. right. there's gotta
2: be single dads out there trying to help their 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 young daughters do makeup. Boom. Fair
0: there it enough. Is. There it is. So uh Christmas for me was interesting. Christmas Eve, my daughter came over. She brought her uh she brought her friend. Um we went downtown. Is it a boyfriend? Uh, uh it's a uh girlfriend gentleman. Okay, no, girlfriend. Girl, girl, girlfriend of hers. Um and so a young lady, she met at a Halloween party a couple of years ago. This is how friendships start, I guess. Met her at a Halloween party a couple of years ago and then started following each other on Instagram. And they're both into the same things. And they ended up connecting and becoming friends. And so uh, they, uh, they have an affinity for photography. And so they both went downtown, took a bunch of pictures. Uh, her friend had never been downtown, raised her entire life in Flint, has never been to downtown Detroit. So that was a nice experience for them. She got to have uh, a drink of water. She got to have a, uh, a clean drink of, drink yeah. of water. Yes, yeah. yes, she sure. did. I followed that, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then uh, you know we, we gave uh, we gave some gifts on uh, on Christmas Eve, and then the the next day, Christmas Day, we spent the day with her mother, my my wife's mother. I'm sorry, uh, and uh, she is. Now, post-COVID, she got over COVID, and she had COVID during Thanksgiving, wasn't able to do anything, wasn't able to see anybody. She literally quarantined in her room for 14 days because she's got a young lady living in her home, and so she didn't want to expose this young lady uh, to it by walking all throughout the house. So she pretty much stayed in her room as much as humanly possible. Uh, So she missed Thanksgiving, so we did uh, Christmas at her place with just her and my brother and sister-in-law and, of course, my wife. So that was uh, that was pretty nice. We, we got to have a big dinner. She, she's one of those ladies who likes to cook way more food than is necessary for the amount of people that are there. So I mean, like beyond, Hey, you, you can take a plate home. I'm like, you made a spread of like 14 desserts. Like there's five of us here. Yeah. Right. And I don't eat dessert. So there's really four, but uh, it was, it was nice and she got to feel like she, she got to, to have a holiday, but it was the first Christmas for our nephew and so it was interesting to watch a baby open gifts mm-hmm. and uh, it was interesting for us to need to take a break because the baby was cranky and needed to take a nap and then continue opening <laughs> gifts. It's like, oh, this is a different experience all around, but it was, uh, it was definitely cool. And then uh, yesterday, day after Christmas, uh, we, we had some people over to watch uh, Soul and Wonder Woman 84. We did a uh, back-to-back because we have a 75-inch TV. So it was kind of like being at the movies and I also realized that uh, I might have an alcohol problem because mm-hmm. yeah. oh every gift I got yeah every gift I got had something to do with uh, you know with, with alcohol I got a yeah. Japanese and you're whiskey. surrounded
2: by enablers it would seem
0: yes mm-hmm. I am um no the yeah he's okay he's okay I know he's an alcoholic but I don't know what else to buy so uh I got some Suntory whiskey from <laughs> uh, from Japan Suntory uh, so um, um, I got, Oh, so this is neat. I'm going to show a visual one for you guys, but I got a glass that was monogram. So it's from a leather company. Can't remember the name of the leather company, but just a regular glass, but around it is a monogram piece of leather with my initials on it. So uh-huh. just a nice whiskey glass. So, uh, it was a, it was an overall good holiday. Uh, a little strange cause it's, you know, of COVID and everything. It didn't feel like Christmas, but we did get a nice surprise here in Michigan. Um, we got snow, we got a white Christmas. So that was really quite nice to, to open up the windows and, and you know, I that.
2: was thinking Calvin, you just reminded me of something. Uh, we need to do a uh, part of our Christmas show every year is probably, it should be devoted to, uh, what do I buy the alcoholic in my life? Mm-hmm. And it could be like, <laughs> none, like all he, all he does is drink. What else can I get him? And then there's some ideas on like some other things. So you're not an enabler.
0: I made, I mean, so it, it,
2: it, It's funny. I didn't make a joke <laughs> about it because I, t-
0: I told my friends, I was like, you guys all know what to get me, but here's a challenge. Next year, I don't want any alcohol drinks. I don't want anybody to buy me anything alcoholic next year. I can buy my own alcohol. Right. So it'll be a flask. I wanted to be a challenge. <laughs> a flask. Yes. <laughs> highball, it's, highball it glasses. Start, it's starting to feel like the thing that I do for my parents. Like I know I get my mom a gift card for Red Lobster, and I get my dad a gift card for AMC Theaters. I've uh-huh. been doing that for years. Did that's, you do it this year? Because that's cool. no, obviously okay. not. I did not do either <laughs> of those this year. Um, my my wife put in a lot of the thought on the gifts that we got my parents this year. So, and they were both beautiful gifts, but.
1: You know, yeah, as, I'm, so. as I'm sitting here, this has nothing to do with alcoholism or gifts. Um, as I'm sitting here looking uh, Calvin uh, straight in the face, uh, what's weird is I did not realize it until just now. How much you look like the main character of Soul.
0: Ah. That's funny. If only you yeah. were wearing a fedora. If only, I, mean, <laughs> I, could, go get, I could go get one. I you could go get yeah. one. I'm not going to do that, though. Now, is that, yeah, is that, uh, there, there is a similarity.
2: That, that character is played by... Um, Jamie Fox. Fox. Okay,
0: okay. I didn't know. Jamie Fox, and then Tina Fey plays the voice of the other main character, right? Yep. Okay. okay.
2: So all right, I will, a, Like I said, the family is watching that as we speak upstairs, and I'll be getting to that. Oh, they are? Yes, they yeah. are watching it right now. So, me, so me, no... Go ahead.
1: I, I, I was going to tell you this, Steve. I was going to tell you this uh, later, but if I think this is the this is the rare. I, I know you've n- you've never had a long relationship, uh, a long uh, fruitful relationship with Pixar, but um, this is a film I think that will resonate with you more than with your your kids. This okay, is uh, it
0: is quite it's quite what? the film. For I am you. ready. I am ready to dig it. That's been a lot of the feedback is. Soul is a fantastic film. I don't know a kid who's going to like this, but I, I don't know an adult who's not going to like it. So take that as you will. I don't, it yeah. was a bunch of adults watching it last night, and, and everybody loved it. Yeah. So uh, good, good film. But I did notice that it, uh, ah, no, I can't do spoilers. Never mind. Can't do spoilers because Steve hasn't seen it yet. Um, but Or our but, listeners. It's not just me. <laughs> <laughs> right. I don't care about it, you. It just came out. I'll, I'll put in the notes, the spoiler alerts, you know, for Soul. Um, but no, spoiler alerts on, uh, on either Soul or Wonder Woman 84. But that kind of speaks into, uh, you know, the year in review. Obviously, the biggest thing this year has been uh, the coronavirus. Um, other things have happened as well. But we'll talk about those in a few. But the reason why we were able to watch Soul and Wonder Woman 84 in the comfort of our home is because Disney made the decision we're going to release Soul straight to Disney Plus because a lot of theaters around the nation, depending mm-hmm. on uh, you know whether your state is uh, is opened or closed, uh, a lot of theaters are closed, right? Um, and same thing with you know for Wonder Woman eighty four, a lot of theaters are closed, so they just bit the bullet. Uh, Disney said we're going to release it to Disney Plus, and uh, Warner Brothers said we're going to release uh, Wonder Woman eighty four to HBO Max. And they went even further than that and said, we're going to release all of our 2021 movies to uh, HBO Max, Warner Brothers did. So that's just kind of an interesting change this year that uh, I wasn't expecting. We were talking to my daughter about uh, Blockbuster and guaranteed in stock. Remember that? You'd go in on a Friday night, you'd spend like an hour looking for a movie. You'd sometimes go in hoping to get a movie, but really hoping the movie wasn't there. Because if it wasn't, you got that free ticket to get the movie the next day. Because um, if it wasn't in stock, uh, and my daughter had no point of reference for that, no. Nope. And so n- we talked about moving into streaming, and now here we are with you know streaming almost about to shut down, possibly shut down theaters once they reopen. Now I kind of wonder because uh, Disney Plus was in
2: the works when you know before COVID became a thing. Yep. Uh, yes. we, we've been. We've been looking at these different platforms. I'm wondering uh, with the the propensity for people to have... I mean, you can get uh, 75-inch televisions in your home for less than $1,000 now. That was unheard of. Way less that than that, yes. Ago. Not that long ago. Uh, it was unheard of. Uh, the fact that people have multiple streaming services that are relatively inexpensive. Uh, the fact that we have uh, 75-inch televisions in our houses. I wonder if this was something that people have been looking down the pipe of and it just happened to be. Well, we're not making any movie this year. Let's push it ahead, and maybe move the timeline up. I, I just wonder: was this is this because of COVID, or is this a we were going to do it anyway, and we only pushed the timeline up because of COVID?
1: I know, I know this, and this has no. Um, this will, as much as this can answer that question, um, I do foresee us all going back to the theater, uh, mm-hmm. rel- because forty eight hours ago. Uh, Patty Jenkins who directed Wonder Woman eighty four uh, was was asked in a like a like a reddit ask me anything session or some interview she said do you and do you and gal want to return for a part three and she said um, I am not I'm she said like 48 hours ago she said I'm not contractually obligated for a part 3 I'm very interested in telling a story but I wouldn't want to do it if there's no theatrical release model. Today an interview came out where she where they announced that they are both back for a part 3. So apparently this HBO Max thing at least on Warner Brothers side is a one year
2: experiment. Yeah, unless Patty uh, said, "Show me the money." And... Yeah, yeah, that's true.
0: No, I, I think uh, it is a it is a one year experiment. They said that from the beginning. Yeah, uh, but I do also think that this forced you know, the pandemic forced an issue uh, to to the to the forefront. Because the reality the reality is that you know my my first job ever was working in a movie theater, and I learned the model that exists existed then in 1996 is still the same model that exists today. And that, that model is uh, movies come out at the movie theater and on week one, the theater gets 10% of ticket sales and the studio gets, you know, 90%. And then the next week, the theater gets 20% and the studio gets 80%. And it just goes like that. And really for a theater to make money off of the film itself, a good deal of money off the film itself, Is for that film to be in the theater for a long time. Uh, Movies like, uh, what was was, so like a movie like Star Wars? That's going to have people continually going. Uh, A movie like uh, what was the one where they went to that planet? uh, All the blue Navi. uh, Avatar. Avatar. Avatar Avatar had lots and lots of rewatch value. Um, The only movie I've ever seen beat the model without uh, having. Uh, anything to do with the way it's constructed now, it was Big Fat Greek Wedding to this day. Mm. Uh, that movie, when I worked at the movie theater, was in the smallest movie theater in this 30, 30 theater megaplex. And then <laughs> about five or six weeks, maybe seven weeks into the movie being out, it was pretty much on its way out of the theater. And then the cast ended up on Oprah back when she still had her show. And overnight, they had to order more of the, more prints of the, of the movie and they put it in the biggest theaters. So now you're at week eight or nine and the theater is making money hand over fist more than the studios did. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of interesting. Um, so I, I think though with, with the streaming, if people, yeah, people are going to go to the theater still. I want to still see Avengers on on the big screen. I love the, the, the crowd experience, but I think that the theater model is going to have to adapt and change. And I also think that movies are probably going to be more of a special event than, hey, we're just going to release everything to the theater first and then to DVD and then to streaming services.
2: Well, I think the – so I was – it was probably about five, six, six years ago now, six years ago now, where I was the, – the ticket prices had risen to a point where I was not seeing the same returns from my money. And I was thinking, I love going into the movie. There's nothing better than going out to a movie. I don't care if it's a big screen movie or it's just any movie. I just love the whole experience, like the popcorn and whatever. But at that point, I was paying so much per ticket, I wasn't seeing my, a return on my, my the value. But then when these theaters started doing these big chairs that reclined, and they were leather, and the prices didn't go up at that moment, at that point, it became a new experience. And I was rejuvenated. My, my enthusiasm rejuvenated for going to movie theaters. Um, so – at this point, if they go back to the same prices that they've been at, and we still have these nice theaters, I'm going to go back as soon as they open again. I mean, I'm still on board with the whole experience. Uh, I'll see stuff in my living room, but I like, I like going out of my house and, and doing a thing.
0: Yeah, and absolutely. so that's a, that's a whole experience. Yeah, I'll still definitely want to get out. But I'll, I'll just say, and, and I had the AMC, uh, AMC stubs, right? So it's 20 bucks a month. You can see three movies a week. So that's a huge return on investment if you actually do it. I think they're banking on the fact that maybe you'll go once or twice a month and it pays for itself. But if you're a real moviegoer, you're you're making money hand over fist. They're hoping to make money off of you from the concession stand. There was, a, t-
1: there was a time – well, I guess it was 2019 where I, I saw – I was – See, uh, on nights that I didn't have anything to do, I would go see a movie because of Mm -hmm. Stubbs We saw a few movies together. Sure. I saw in 20, I don't know if it was, it was 2018, I think in 2018, no, 2019, I saw 54 movies in the theater, um, which is uh, a lot. Beat the system. uh, uh, Yeah, totally, (laughs) totally beat the system. I am the reason. Personally, that AMC <laughs> may declare
2: bankruptcy next month. <laughs> <laughs> um, Cinemark is staying strong. AMC dying. Hey, yep, it's. I see the you know, the economic thread. Yep. yep.
0: <laughs> but yeah, uh, so uh, so let's uh, let's talk more about uh, twenty twenty coronavirus. What are some other things that you've seen? Uh, well, I guess let's talk about life pre coronavirus, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the president that- the president was impeached this year. That's yeah, weird. Yeah that happened
2: um we, we we right we we the uh the president was impeached we we killed an iranian general right. uh we yeah. uh <laughs> a basketball player the the one of the biggest superstars of our era died all that stuff apparently happened oh my gosh shape. that was but, this year but,
0: you know what you'll right, prove that yeah. to me i want to see the receipts because i don't we believe were, it. we were joking <laughs> before we started recording that if anything anything that happened between january and march in 2020 is officially 2019 <laughs> it's just because we are now at march Two hundred and twenty third, I believe, at this point. Well, you know, the funny thing though is, uh, so
2: you know, we, we joked about uh, how uh, how long March took and how long April took. I swear to you, from about June until now, has flown by for me. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, it just everything happens so fast. It Seems like they it started falling, and I think as you get older, that sort of thing happens anyway. Is it seems like everything tumbles down a hill. It almost feels like the COVID thing stopped us for a minute. We all took stock. We all said, "Okay, our life is different." And then, as soon as we got used to that, it was like, "Okay, we can get back on the train now and go 200 miles an hour, uh, you know,
0: forever."
2: I, I went on a, uh, I, I was
1: away. Uh, Steve and I were at at the uh, at the same place at the place at the same place for a week in August. My suitcase from that trip is not completely unpacked. I mean, I've got the stuff out of it that I need, mm-hmm. but there's still stuff in the pouches that I put in for that trip. And yet the last nine days before the presidential election crept by at one tenth speed. So I'm not sure how both of those things can be true.
2: <laughs> but yeah. And Time's Halloween easy. and Thanksgiving took back uh, took place on back-to-back days.
0: Yes. I don't know how that happened <laughs> yes. either. Yeah. I, I feel same. like uh, <laughs> some some of our days, time is at the top of the mountain, and some days, yeah. uh, some of our days, the time is at the beach. And I don't well, know if you I know don't. that the clocks are different at the at Calvin, time passes I, differently. I,
2: Calvin, I shared this uh, with Kent ten fifteen years ago. Now it's oh, yeah. an ongoing ongoing theory of time, and that it does not stay the same. It, it is it changes. Uh, it, it's elastic, and
0: it's it it changes. It's not. It's so there's not. an article about how time is elastic today. I literally just saw an article about that. I'm, I'm yeah. going to look it up. Time is. You elastic. ever notice Maybe. somebody
1: will say, "Boy, this week has really dragged," and nobody will really chime in to say, "Oh no, it went really fast for me." Either they will say, "Yeah, it has dragged," or I didn't notice. But uh, yeah, but yeah, time time is 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 uh, not constant.
0: Uh, time is elastic. This is an article from Big Think. I don't, I, I'm not vetting this source, um, but time is elastic. Why time passes faster atop a mountain than at sea. Pole. The idea of absolute time is an illusion physics and subjective experience. Lie. So um, there's a whole article. It's really, really long and I'm not going to read it cause I'll probably won't understand it. Nope. But 20, 25 year old me was very smart. <laughs> uh. there, you, there you go. <laughs> um, so what, what are some, Major events that stick out to you from 2020, despite the pause starting what March 18th of this year, where that everything is kind of shut one. down. That's what it was for me at work. March 18th, our CEO came on all the TVs at work and said, "Hey, we're we're shutting down uh, operations in the building. Everybody, go home." Uh, so that's that's kind of the line of demarcation for me. We'd heard about it, obviously, but once it started going crazy and uh, they started shutting things down, that was the big date for, for us here in, uh, in Michigan. So.
2: All right. I'm going to step uh, outside of, the, uh, like I said earlier, and I know you're going to disagree, but there's three things that happened last year.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. and I'm going to be wrong. Things. I just, there, there were, there were a number of things we've already yes, mentioned, but, but <laughs> see, as, we,
2: as right, we talked about wildfires and, and hurricanes, all those things happen every year. It's really nothing stands out in a particular year. But this year, um, as I had said earlier before we started the show, was that I think for the first time in my life, uh, reparations are actually being discussed out loud in public. Where, you know, before maybe 2014 when a case for reparations came out, but even since then, it was very hushed circles, it was never in public. In this year, I've actually seen more articles, I've seen more. Politicians actually say out loud things. I mean, it's not, you know, it's not happening tomorrow. But more politicians have said we need to. We actually do need to look at this now. Obviously, studying it and doing it are two different things. But 15 years ago, never. I never. Not once. It was something. It was. It was. It was something people joked about. And uh, this year, for for whatever reason, there there's a little, just a the slightest seat change to where. And I know last year Cory Booker, I believe, uh, sponsored a bill for reparations and didn't go anywhere and it has any of those bills that have never gone anywhere but now uh both the president and president-elect and vice president-elect have been on board for studying it which is more than the last president and even more than presidents before them have ever said and so i'm that that to me stood out this year as a big change uh that that's it stuck out to me this year is that i don't recall it ever happened before I'm a white well, guy it, from it, Connecticut. It, I'm not the guy
1: for this. Is that,
0: it,
2: does that it, ring, it, ring a bell yes. anything? Okay. Yes. It yes, right.
0: yes, it's a good one. It was a comment um, on
2: a sleeve. <laughs> it,
0: uh, not, not to burst your bubble, Steve, uh, oh, okay. but uh, it has been discussed uh, quite, uh, quite a bit for the last 30 to 40 years uh, in the corridors of power. Um, meeting, uh, we're going we're to do some studies on it, is essentially a code for, this is never going to get out of committee, It's paying lip service to the moment. I think the reason that you're hearing more about reparations uh, in the public square uh, and uh, politicians being willing to go on record talking, uh, at least talking about it, paying lip Mm -hmm. service to doing something about it is because they're capitalizing on the moment, the social unrest that has happened uh, in 2020. Uh, However, there's Cory Booker is not the first person to, to push for reparations from a, a legislative standpoint. It has happened for the last 30 to 40 years. It's just not something that ever gets out of committee and it never will get out of committee. I do like that Biden and Kamala Harris are on record talking about, Hey, we should study it. But I've also studied politics long enough. You study politics long enough where you should, you should know that we're going to do a study on it. Pretty much means this ain't going anywhere, but right. we're at least going to study it.
2: Right. But here's the, here's the difference I've seen in the last 12 months prior than than before that is that uh when when we when we talked about doing a study on it before it was usually uh so-and-so told somebody else we're going to do a study on it and it didn't go anywhere uh this year if you look uh, uh let's see here uh december 13th uh, abc news reported actually u.s churches uh actually going out and saying they're committed to racism linked to reparations uh newspaper in north carolina um just this past December 27th. So as of today, a board of commissioners in North Carolina, uh, has voted to, uh, support reparations and apologize, officially apologize for the county's role in slavery, segregation, and systemic, uh, discrimination against black residents. Uh, the Seattle times, uh, on December 19th, uh, you know, talking about Coates's book back from 2014 mm-hmm. and talking about in Seattle. So it's, it's not just the people in the halls of power paying lip service around the time they're running for election. I'm actually seeing it out in the public sphere back. See, 10 years ago, it was, we can't do reparations. How would you pay for it? We can't do reparations. Uh, tell me how we're going to do it. And then I'll tell you if I'm supporting it or not. This, the difference this year is people saying, I don't know how we're going to do it, but we should do it. And I think that's, that is the switch between five years ago and now is five years ago is prove me how we should do it. And then we'll do it. And now it's come around to, I think we should do it. And I don't know how, but
0: I don't, I don't know. I mean, we did pay reparations to certain groups in American history. I mean, reparations have been part of the national discussion on structural racial inequality since the end of the civil war. But has it been done in a way that you think, Oh yeah, we did it. We actually paid Japanese people for what we did to them in internment camps. Yeah. But
2: (laughs) have we paid reparations to the people who built this country for, on free labor, no, no, no. we well, have no. we have, have we paid and have we paid the uh, the people who are indigenous to, uh, the proper uh, fees for their land before we kick them off? Absolutely not. So, so that's what I'm talking about. We paid we paid Japanese people because we 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 biffed. Uh, we made a huge mistake. Plus. It wasn't because we were nice afterwards. It was because we need to rebuild Japan. It was all about what we could get out of it.
1: When I woke we- up this morning, I did not envision that I'd be having a conversation. I'd be watching a conversation in which a white guy was arguing for reparations <laughs> and a black guy was saying, Hold on there, Fidel.
0: No, 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 no. Uh, I'm, 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 not saying, I'm not saying that I'm not for reparations. I'm a 1,000% for reparations. I'm just also a black person in America who wasn't surprised uh, when racism got Donald Trump the election. Right. And, and I'm not afraid to say that. Right. And uh, I was not afraid when I went on a, another podcast, a political podcast and talked about, hey, you know what? I am fully prepared for, uh, you know, even though this is the race for Biden, to it's Biden's race to lose. Uh, I'm fully prepared for another four years of Donald Trump because I do not underestimate racism in this country. So what I'm saying is, yes, I am for reparations. I think we should have reparations. What I'm what I'm also saying is studies. We're going to do a study on it. We've been doing studies on reparations for years around this particular issue and who should be paid when we're talking about African Americans mm-hmm. in this country. And I'm just at a point where I'm like, it's, it's code for we're going to talk about it, get some votes on it, and, and then we're not going to do it. But the, we're not going it, to do it. It. The the seems to it. Me
1: that the, it seems to me that the problem with these, I mean, it, the problem is that we always feel that the issue is worth a study. And the studies consistently show that the financial uh, investment required to bring black America up to par with where they would have been without slavery is somewhere in the neighborhood of $60 trillion. Right. And that's kind of the end of it.
2: But no, here's <laughs> the thing though, that's different, Calvin, uh, is that uh, before it was politicians paying lip service. Now – we're seeing it outside of Washington. See, Washington will move when the people that vote for them move because they want to please those people. So what when we happened see, outside of Washington, but, you think this no, has no, not but, been
0: studied in, in Southern states for years? But we well, California is not on board for this conversation. It's, it's going to be a, a Southern state conversation. It's been at, I live in North Carolina. I was born in Virginia. I lived in North Carolina for seven. And I saw these conversations happen in the corridors of power in those states. So it's not just Washington. No, but 15 years ago, this was
2: a non-starter. We were not talking about it in public like this. I don't. I just. I don't know how. I'm seeing something this year stand out that you did that you didn't see this year stand out. I, this is to me has stood out because I'm reading. I've been reading about.
0: I, it. I've seen it for years, and you're saying it's the first time you're hearing about it. I'm. The, I am seeing this
2: take place in the public forum for the first time, whereas in the past it was not
0: talked about seriously. Oh, I disagree, and I still don't think it's being talked about seriously. I just don't, uh, because if we were talking about, if we were serious about reparations, it would have been done by now. It would have been done if by we now. were,
2: we, if we were serious about, if if pol- if people were serious about. That's the thing, though, is that as the generations go, the new generation is more serious than the past generation. It's not moving at the speed of justice as justice should move, but I think it is moving, and I think. Uh, did you hear Barack Obama talk about reparations?
0: Did I hear him talk about it? Yes, I mean, he talks about it in his book, but no, I didn't no, no. call
2: him. No, he never. He didn't talk about it in public. Uh, Bill
0: Clinton, did
2: he talk about uh, reparations?
0: Let did me Bill see. Cl- I got they, Barack no Obama speeches that. right here. Bill, Bill Clinton speeches Bill, right here. Bill,
2: cl- Bill Clinton, did he talk about reparations? No, he didn't talk about reparations. All right. Uh, George W. Bush, and Tom, we actually have a president and a, and a and a VP elect right now who are actually talking about reparations. We just didn't have that before. By the way, uh, by the way, uh, I'm, I'm one chapter into uh, President Obama's book. Uh, it's fantastic. One chapter, um, yeah, just one chapter. I just started today. Oh, okay. They're, just, they're
0: really like, long chapters. <laughs> oh, fair yeah. enough. Okay.
2: In, in, in the prologue, uh, uh, Calvin, I don't know if you saw this. In the prologue, uh, he actually says. I started writing this three and a half years ago. I thought I could do it under 500 pages. I got to page 752, and I did a new volume. So this is only volume one.
0: He's going to do it. Yeah, I know it's only this. volume one. Uh, yeah. I am 75 percent through the book at this point. Okay. Yeah, that's I just started today.
2: Out. I'm just a chapter into it. So I'm just one okay.
0: chapter behind, Steve. Did not <laughs> did not hear in the introduction. I get it. I get it. Uh, yeah. So, um, so I didn't. Yeah, I didn't expect to have a conversation uh, about reparations at all in in this. So that's uh, we'll, we'll have to do an entire episode on that uh, at some point, but okay. So you saw reparations being uh, talked about in a way that you had not uh, seen it be talked about before, kind of a more full throated um, uh, pursuit of at least studying the issue and, and maybe acting on the issue uh, within Washington and outside of Washington. Okay. What else? What else has happened this year that you guys recall?
2: Uh, we, we've declared war on doctors. Uh, yep. Basically, uh, no. I well, before <laughs> I swear to you, uh, before if if if, uh, if if the the community of, of physicians in this country uh, talk about something like a pandemic, let's just say, and uh, people uh, uh, groups of people got together on something and said, uh, this thing is happening uh, I can't, I mean, I, there's always been anti-vaccination people, but to, to have like 40% of the country actually say, uh, I don't believe these doctors and that <laughs> they have, like no belief in it. Like that, that's new that's, that happened this year. Yep. It's in the, it's in the COVID circle of the, the diagram, but, um, but yeah, this uh, that, that, that struck me this year. It, it, we went beyond just anti-vax individuals and it became like a good four out of 10 people.
0: What was surprising to me, because again I, I look at things through the prism of race, probably more than people are comfortable with, but not going to see doctors is a huge issue in the African American community. A lot of it uh, dates back to the Tuskegee experiments, black people not trusting doctors. Uh, and then I don't know if you just saw this uh, this news story of a actual physician, black female physician, who died of COVID who was posting to social media her experience and she was not getting the palliative care that uh, she was asking for. And I, I believe it was Illinois, Illinois University. Um, don't quote me on that. But uh, they came out and said, hey, you know, uh, it's because it's she was um, it's actually kind of her fault. She was intimidating to the nurses. That's why she wasn't getting the care. Uh, and but this is something that black people have known for a long time. Was she time. angry
2: br- or emotional? Which one was uh, it? They, they said that she emotional. was intimidating.
0: Intimidating. Uh, <laughs> that's, there's that.
2: That's when you uh, combine and, them, that's what you get, right?
0: Yeah, that's what you get. <laughs> and so, uh, but this just um, validated what black people already knew about the care that we get in medical facilities here in, in America. Uh, there's actually a an old wives tale that black women have a higher threshold of pain than white women, which is why it takes longer for black women to, which is untrue, but it's why it takes black women longer to get palliative of care, generally speaking. There've been studies on this that have just shown the bias. So you got that, and then I found out by doing my show with Sabah Maruf that it's a big deal for Arabic people to become doctors, but the parents of the children who become doctors don't go see the doctor, right? So same thing in the Hispanic community. A lot of people mistrust the, the medical establishment. Now, I don't know why uh, Arabic people and Hispanic people do. I know why black people do. Uh, don't trust the, that establishment. This is the first time, other than, like you said, Steve, the anti-vax crowd. This is the first time where I've seen a wholesale denial of medical care by white people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, have, I have never seen this in my life. Not once.
2: Medical care, uh, medical studies, uh, statistics, uh, <laughs> virologists. Uh, yeah, well, one, one or two virologists in particular. Yeah. So yeah. you know, just it's uh, that stood out, I guess, uh, for 2020.
0: Yeah, uh, I think a uh, few. Uh, let's talk about non-COVID related deaths that happened this year that were that were huge. Obviously, Kobe Bryant and his daughter uh, dying in a helicopter crash. Uh, it, it's weird. Like, I was in a Kohl's. I was in a Kohl's shopping and stopped dead in my tracks. And I was like, that's popped up in my phone. Of course, you know, notification pops up. Like, oh, that's got to be fake. That can't be real. And lo and behold, it, you know, it, it obviously was. Uh, the press was lambasted for it, though. Uh, TMZ specifically, because TMZ broke the story before his wife had ever been notified, had even been notified of uh, of the crack. So what a terrible way to find out that your, you know, your significant other, your husband has died because there is this, um, there's a conversation around that when it happened about there's this rush to be first, Denzel Washington uh, talked about this and said there's a, ru- there's a rush to be first. There's not even a rush to be right. There's just a rush to be first. Now, TMZ te- tends to be right about what they report, um, but there was a rush to be first to the point that his wife was not even aware that he had died until it popped up on her phone as a notification from TMZ. I,
1: <laughs> that and That sucks.
0: Yeah. I don't
1: know. I don't know how. I would have trouble writing the professional regulation that tells them to do anything differently. They felt sure. They felt sure enough of it to um, to go to press and put their uh, put their reputation on it. I mean, I don't know.
2: I don't know how long they should wait. There's a there's a human component that you cannot uh, you cannot uh, legislate. I think in that case, you can't make people say, uh, that's not cool. You shouldn't do it. I that's freedom of the press does not cover cool. Nope. You know, so, or, you know, so I don't know what you do. I don't think you can do
0: anything. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Um, you know, if they had waited, someone else broke the story, whatever. Um, but yeah, to me, it seemed like a lack of humanity. I mean, the press does what the press does and, and I applaud what the press does. I'm not going to attack the press. Um, but I think there's, and I, and I don't know how they how they go about determining ethics when it comes to when when to print and not, and not to print. Right? TMZ you know? lives in a
1: weird TMZ exists in a weird space in our brain in that we hold these these two things. Uh, it's it's kind of like cognitive dissonance. We think we hear TMZ and think, oh, uh, those those uh, douchebags and then we think oh yeah but they're right all the time i mean they don't make right. stuff up i mean they're, right. they're in, their integrity is unquestioned those douchebags um
0: right. yeah that's yeah it and it's funny when i when i think of tmz now think through this, uh, this through the lens of rewatching the west wing now cuz i got hbo max and the west wing left netflix and is now on hbo max and so i the great thing is I didn't, I didn't skip a beat so i'm on episode I'm on season five, episode 2 about to go to episode two. It's going to be uh, a tough so, slog. for That's a, while. a terrible yeah. year. Yeah. yeah. So Zoe Bartlett Fresh. has been kidnapped. She's yep. still kidnapped. And John Goodman John, is president. John Goodman yeah. is president. Um, but in this episode, they have uh, they have killed a uh, someone from a friendly nation, and Danny Kincanon uh, is going to go to press with this, and he's talking to CJ. And he's saying, you know, did you guys do this? He knows he's got the sources. He knows they did it. He wants the White House to comment. They're not commenting yet. They're just telling him, hey, can, they put an embargo on this. Can you wait? Can you wait? I'll wait three days. Okay, wait three days. Let us get our our, our head around this. And, and then you can go to press with this. That's, that's what I think of as, obviously, you can't do that in a Kobe Bryant situation, wait three days to report the death of Kobe Bryant. But- When I think of the integrity of the press corps, that's what I hearken back to. Right? You know, hey, you know, look, this is the story we're going to run with. Do you want to comment? You know, what are your thoughts? Okay, did this happen? Investigative journalism. All right, cool. I will wait because I understand there's matters of national security at stake here. And, hey, we got to be first because one of the most important people on the planet Earth just died. Yep. Right? So it's just kind of an interesting Swing because TMZ didn't exist back in the uh, TMZ would have been a gossip column back in the day, and now they're a reputable news source. Those bastards. Mm-hmm.
2: So uh, I mean, would you would you propose any?
0: Could you propose
2: any limitation to the freedom of press for for humanity reasons? I or 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 let's say not humanity. Let's go on to what you just mentioned. Uh, where is the national security line? If Uh, because you know what, uh, if something, let's say it it has nothing to do with killing a foreign leader. Let's say it's something to do with, uh, something that's going to drop, that's going to get the president impeached. It's that terrible. It is so terrible. Uh, it will have bipartisan, support and then removal from office. It's that bad. Uh, but that's the sort of thing that also destabilizes a country to a little point. And then you might have, you know, maybe some foreign interference. Do you, sit on that story for a few days until the government can get its feet under it. Or do you say, no, this is, this is absolutely, this is, this falls under uh, legitimate journalism.
0: The people of this country need to know about it.
2: Yeah. How do you, think that, how do you, where do you draw a line at? I
0: think that, I think that <laughs> that line is going to get drawn at different places that, that goal, that goalpost is going to get moved around. I, I don't have a fix for this. Yeah. Right. Um, there's, there's a huge difference between the situation I, I talked about on, West Wing, because there is a a possible terrorist plot going on in in that storyline. So there's national security issues. So there's an issue of duty, right? My duty as a citizen. uh, How do I go about doing this? Versus again, just being first, right? There, there's no duty other than humanity uh, when it comes to reporting a major star has perished in a in a fiery helicopter crash
1: would uh, would anyone like to venture if you don't know I'm gonna sound smart for a second would anyone like to venture what the origin of TMz is
2: uh, without googling no no idea Steve uh, I'm trying to think of the first uh, thing I can remember from TMZ it was a I remember was that the that was the show where they had the uh like on I don't know it had videos of people and they would I don't remember I don't remember where it started though
1: there is the uh, it's too it's too big to be called a neighborhood, but there is a an area in Southern California uh, measured from where they figured the center of Hollywood is um, called the Studio Zone, and the and uh, uh, contracts uh, studio contracts are written in such a way that. Uh, studio contracts with unions are written in such a way that if your uh, if your production takes place in a thirty mile radius of this this point on the map, then you have to provide um, then you are. Uh, there's things you have to do for people and things you don't have to do for contractors. And that studio zone is a 30 mile radius. And so Southern California or Hollywood is known as the 30 mile zone or the TMZ.
0: Ah, okay. Would have never known that unless I looked it up on Wikipedia just now as you were explaining it. So, um, so obviously he, uh, Kobe Bryant passed away. That was a a huge deal. We are Uh, still in January. We are Uh, (laughs) basketball world. No, I'm just uh, talking about deaths in general. Uh, Mm. So another, another one that kind of shocked, really shocked the world. I don't know which one was more shocking. Uh, Kobe Bryant or Chadwick Boseman. Um, Speaking of which, if you have not watched uh, Ma Rainey's black bottom, uh, which just came out on Netflix uh, based on the play of the same name, uh, Chadwick Boseman. I swear uh, this is, this is a black role that I know of. Yeah. Uh, I guess, eh, no, I guess he's going to be on, um, Marvel's what if cartoon series. He did do, he did he re- some voice work, a bunch. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I think this is his last live role. Don't quote me on that. But, uh, if he does not win a Oscar for best supporting actor or lead actor, I don't know. He seemed like the lead actor in the movie. Uh, if he doesn't get it posthumously, I, 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 I'd be very surprised. Luckily, there's only 10 movies this year. so. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's, the, that's the other shift, going back to the first conversation. is like Netflix movies have now been on the radar for Oscar movies and been nominated for Oscar movies. House uh, of Cards was up for Emmys um, when, back when they allowed streaming shows in as well. So that's kind of changing the world. But yeah, Chadwick Boseman, that one, I feel like Kobe Bryant's death was a blow to the basketball world. If you were a sports fan, that one really hurt. I feel like Chadwick Boseman's death was a blow to the black community. I'd I'd like to say worldwide, but I'll stick to America for sure. Um, Chadwick Boseman's death was so unexpected. And because of his role in uh, black pop culture, playing Jackie Robinson, playing Thurgood Marshall, and of course playing black Panther, uh, those were all iconic. Didn't he roles. play Martin
2: Luther King in a role too?
0: No, that was uh old, old jy El right. Joao, oh, uh, yeah. David
1: Oyelowo, Oyelowo. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, and Selma, And Selma. Oh, okay. um, so, um, yeah that that one. I'm not gonna lie, that one hurt my feelings.
2: I, that I, was more shocking to me. Well, than, I was, uh, I would
1: say I was, I was, of course. I was totally uh and completely shocked by both uh however when you look at the circumstances I mean every any time you get into a helicopter you know it's kind of touch and go um and, and and uh Chadwick Boseman the most notably uh uh Black Panther but also Jackie Robinson I mean they were roles that depended on him be, having a having a Greek god physique and just perfect health. So when I heard that he died of cancer, obviously there must be some mistake. Uh, that yeah. that that can't be true. And apparently there was all this thing, there was all this uh, on social media about him being mocked for getting too thin. There was a there were hashtags that said "Crack Panther." I totally missed it.
0: I had no, no clue. Absolutely no idea. I think you could see. Uh, I mean, he did all all of those roles while having the diag. Well, most of those roles while having the diagnosis. Yep. Um, for four years, he he had it. Um, from diagnosis to death, and you could see the sickness. I think in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, you okay. could start to see him a little bit more emaciated. Um. But he did do, he did uh, the Black Panther role with full, you know, while also going to dialysis, right? Um, uh, or, or whatever he, the treatment is for chemo. Uh, for his, chemo, chemo, sorry. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that one, um, that probably adds that much more gravitas to, uh, to the, the roles that he, he played. And in uh,
2: throw in James Brown, too.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah. Was it, uh, get on down? Yeah. Get on up. Okay. Get on up. Yeah. No. Get on, get on up. yeah. <laughs> um, but he, he <laughs> also, thing. there is in, in Ma Rainey's black bottom, which is about, uh, the mother of jazz Ma Rainey and one of her famous songs, black bottom. Uh, the, uh, the character that Chadwick Boseman plays in the, in the film is a saxophonist. And there is a point where he has a prayer. It's almost, an, it's basically an indictment of God, and he's yelling and screaming at God. And knowing now what we know of, of him having this basically death notice, and that did end up taking his life, it added that much more weight to the prayer. You almost felt like, I don't know that he's acting right now. Mm-hmm. Because those are the things that someone who is dying of something terrible would say to God if they believed in God. And so it was just, um, if you have not seen the film, watch it. You owe yourself the hour and a half of of time it takes to to watch such a a wonderful film. So uh, Chadwick Boseman died. Huge blow to just the the art community, the black community, uh, and humanity in general. Someone else who died, though, Tom Connery. I mean, less shocking. He was less like shocking. Ninety,
2: he, he, right? He's yes. ninety, but so arguably a terrible human being. So, <laughs> so
0: that's, it, that's it. That's where we. That's now. That is something that apparently was well known. I did not. Yeah. I did not hear about that until he died. He's been a bad um, person since he started doing interviews. I mean, he was, yeah. And so, so I, I fell down a rabbit hole. I fell down a rabbit hole when people. I was like, oh my god, Sean Connery died. You mean James Bond? I mean, that's who he was. We're like, oh, and then. People were like, yeah, he's also a wife beater. Like, did you see that interview where, he, like, sometimes he got to hit a woman a couple times, multiple I was like, Wait, what? times? He said really? that multiple times. It was like, how like I sit around and watch late night television where he's saying these kinds of things? Right. Well, he said out this um, back in the 70s and 80s when he was getting interviewed yeah, a lot. Right, so. and, and I was a baby in the 80s and not around in the 70s. Uh, so these are just
2: things Calvin that, you know, doesn't know how to study things that happened before he was born. I don't study pop
0: culture history as well, okay? <laughs> I st- <laughs> study American history, but pop culture is not necessarily my forte. I love it, and he was but Scottish, I'm not so. a... Uh, yeah. So, um, but it was, uh, it was interesting to see that that come out about him because... It, So I've got this angst because he is James Bond to me. He was also in The Rock. He was also in um, Entrapment. So he's been in a lot of roles that I really liked. And then to find this out about him afterwards, I've got this angst because I'm mourning this mourning as much as you can mourn someone you never met, uh, who I thought was amazing. And then all of a sudden in death, he's not. You know, I I don't have a particular
1: I I, I don't. I guess I don't have that angst for this reason. If, if there was an actor that I liked very much and I followed his career and I liked him for 30 years and I find out um, that he was hiding, that, uh, that he was hiding a, uh, a decades long child molestation issue, then I could write that dude off snap of, snap of the finger, right? Sean Connery, we don't agree with what he said, but I think he was more like a cantankerous old guy from another country in a time where it was more appropriate to to say those things or less. I don't know.
2: It, it I, he didn't go to he, jail for hitting a woman, right? You know. But here's, I, it's, here's the thing, Calvin. I think you're getting a little taste of what white people go through <laughs> when we find out white people we used to really like that were popular in the 50s and 60s and they died. Yeah, that's die. not what I want. Then, I, I, wanna, I want the good things out, that white people get to experience. I know, I know. Can I have but, that? Yeah, no, no, you get this one today. Because then you find out that this person was the most ra- racist MF you ever in and, and what Kent says, we all say, you know, like different time, different generation, yada yada. But you're going through that same thing right now with like, I but I liked him as an actor. <laughs> I liked him as a I like them as this. I like him as this this character he played or this song that he sang. And then it right. just, it's it kills like, the it's whole like the, thing when you find out who they really
0: are. It's like the, it's like the Bill Cosby thing. You know like yes. or the Michael Jackson like the thing like my, okay right, right, Bill right. Cosby exactly. was Cliff Huxtable. It's like that was a role he played. Yeah. Like it's not just the role he played, it's also the space that he held in the black psyche, mm-hmm. yeah. right in the black community. And so he was also a criminal raping women. So it's like ah crap, you know what that I I understand the we understand the angst already, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay, and, and just, I understand. Also, Michael Jackson no, oh, he's been he wrote, dead for <laughs> years. He wrote Thriller. He did. Thriller. I don't, did, he don't care what Michael Jackson did. did. I don't care what <laughs> Michael Jackson did. Have you thriller. ever
2: heard the Jackson 5 film? <laughs> 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 uh,
0: okay, so uh, other things that happened in, in 2020. I guess there was a big thing where uh, Brad Pitt and, uh, and uh, Jennifer Aniston. Oh, yeah ran into each other again and we lost our collective shit for like a week. That's my one fair word for the week.
2: I'm sorry. That um, happens uh, every month. I, I see the magazines yeah. and that happens all the time. once uh, a okay. month along with Jennifer Aston also being pregnant that same month with a new child. Right.
1: She's 50 now. And
0: I don't think it's probably, Hey, you know have The baby. But every
2: month. Yeah. She
0: is great. She is great on that uh, Apple TV show. Uh, the morning show. The morning show. Fantastic. Fantastic. Her and her and Reese with this one. Um, so uh, there was there was something else that I wanted to talk about in in 2020 that I have. It's, well, you it's know skipped what? While you're, think, so what while you you're thinking about
2: something, uh, there's something that happened this year that I never would have. I, I just didn't think would happen while Dan Snyder owned the Washington Football Team, and that the Redskins are no more. I never thought that was going to happen while Dan Snyder owned the team.
0: And they're right I, now I was just the, called the Washington Football Team, it, right? And,
2: and exactly. And I swear, I I just that was one of those deals where. Uh, Calvin, you were talking about you just don't think reparations are ever going to happen. I didn't think it was ever going to happen with the Washington was actually going to do anything about this in my lifetime. The fact that they actually came out and did this. And now the Cleveland Indians uh, are also doing the same thing. Uh, I guess next year they're going to uh, change yeah, the name. One,
1: one more season under the Indians. And right. I would imagine after the Super Bowl, there'll be some sort of announcement about what the yeah. the football team's new name is. I bought a shirt. I bought a uh, a maroon shirt with gold letter that said Washington football team because I've said for years I'll I will buy merch when they drop the name. Yeah. So I did. There, there was
2: a great so nice. a couple of, so two years ago, two years yeah. ago there was this. Uh, did do you guys ever watch that show that Hank Azaria is on?
1: The Simpsons. Uh, <laughs> He's no. on that show too. <laughs> yeah.
2: No, no, no. It's called a uh, Buckfire name. Buck, Buck? yeah. Yeah, yeah, Bruckheimer, and it's, it's never uh, it was it. on. All right, it was on for four years. Uh, it was about the spiraling alcoholic that uh, this broad, very famous broadcaster, has a meltdown, and then he goes away, and comes back. It's about him rebuilding. And by the fourth season, I think it's the, I think it's just four or five seasons. By the last season, he's the commissioner of baseball, and it's like twenty thirty four, and uh, <clears throat> they they the the Cleveland Indians got sold <laughs> to a different. To someone else, and uh, they were, and they got, they convinced them to change the name to the, I believe, it was the Caucasians, <laughs> and so, and that was that came out like last, I think the, the the final season came out just this last spring, and it's the whole last season actually was a, it felt very uh, like they were reading into the future, uh, and so I'm just not surprised, but yeah, they had a, a team they you called can, it the Cleveland can, Ca- yeah. Caucasians, so, <laughs> and everyone was um, pissed about it.
0: I don't know if that is a fiction mirroring reality because it was a black person who came out with a shirt that had the Cleveland Indians logo, essentially. But it was a white dude with a big old mouth, exaggerated, and it said Caucasians on it.
2: Yeah, that's what this and, one was. That's what the, that, okay, that's actually what so, the jersey looked like
0: for this team on the show. Okay, so that's yeah. been around for that shirt's been around for a while. It was invented by a black person as kind of a social experiment to see if oh. people get pissed off at. Oh well, you have no problem with the Indians. Well, how come it's a problem if it says Caucasians, right? How is that racist? Oh right? yeah. If, if, if it's ra- if it's not racist when it's the Indians, how come it's it's suddenly racist if I have a shirt that says Caucasians? So um, that's kind of interesting that that uh, that rolled out. So uh, so a couple other things that have happened in 2020 um, that have been guilty pleasures. Uh, a couple Netflix shows, Tiger King. Uh, Tiger oh, King gee. came out. Uh, Now that was a guilty pleasure for, I would say, white people. I watched one episode and I was like, I, I can't, this is, this is white nonsense. I'm sorry. Uh, But I did watch the first episode and I was watching it by myself and I looked around the room, like all suspicious and stuff. No one's there to see me looking around. But I remember audibly asking out loud, like, they know this woman killed her husband, right? (laughs) (laughs) This woman, Carol Baskins killed her husband for sure. Um, but I I couldn't watch, I, I couldn't watch beyond that first episode. Like, this is crash. Oh. But I, Steve, go ahead. I was just gonna say I bet asterisk it
2: wasn't the
0: Caucasians.
2: It was better than that. <laughs> it oh. was the it was the Cleveland Colonizers. That's what was <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's, it was. Oh, this is kind of funnier. <laughs> okay, all right. Yeah. So the was, Caucasians, the Caucasians thing it, was okay, it wasn't right. the Caucasians thing. It wasn't the Caucasians. It was the Cleveland Colonizers. Was all actually right. the Check name the, from uh, Rockmeyer.
1: Check our Facebook group because I found something. Oh, okay. I I found the shirt you're talking about. I just sent it to you.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's so that the uh the guy that Kent was that Calvin was talking about. That was okay. back in 2016. The Caucasians. This is the Cleveland Colonizers, and it okay. was, Oh no, it the one, one the one Kent just, just sent
0: is even funnier. The one Kent just sent is funnier. <laughs> uh, I'm looking. I'm looking. Okay, we're not gonna say that one out loud. Oh, uh, that's <laughs> That's different. I wish I wish our <laughs> listeners. Oh, uh, That's funny. Okay, so uh, another guilty pleasure. Another guilty pleasure. My wife and I binge this one together. Love is blind. So Love is Blind was a show on Netflix. This is, we're going back to January now, um, but didn't happen. This was it was an interesting. Yeah, I know, right? So 2019, 2019 part two. No, uh, so it was such an interesting concept. It's it's been greenlit for season two, but it's a it's a concept where men and women are on two sides of a house and there are these rooms down this hallway and there's this uh, opaque wall in each room. And a guy goes into one room and a girl goes into another room and they just talk to each other and get to know each other without seeing each other. So they have essentially a blind date and every guy and every girl goes into each room. Essentially. They all have dates with each other and they pick who they want to continue to see quote-unquote, see. They're not seeing them, but continue to talk to. And then at the end of the first week, without having seen each other, there's a proposal that happens. Some say yes, some say no. Once somebody's yes, they now, they now reveal everybody to each other. They can see what the other person looks like. And then they whisk them off to an island paradise in a hotel, where they now have to actually get to know each other, seeing each other. Now, nobody's ugly on this show. No. Um, but But it was just kind of an interesting concept that held our attention for about two, two and a half weeks. I mean, it was a – and I normally am not into this kind of stuff. I don't do The Bachelor or The Bachelorette. This concept was so intriguing to me that I couldn't help but watch. (laughs) But once once the reveal happens, though, then it becomes like, yeah, this is trash, but I love it. I'm invested. (laughs) I got to keep watching to see what happens. Do they actually – go down the aisle and actually get married and some of them do and some of them don't, but it was, uh, years ago, a pleasure. uh,
2: years ago, I had this idea and this doesn't seem really as, as crazy now as that. Kent, what was this? This was like 20 years ago. I think I, I brought oh, the idea to you. Okay. It was, uh, it was a, <laughs> yes. Uh, it was, I think it was, uh, f- fry or die. Oh yeah. <laughs> fry or die. Where you, you, t- you took 20 people that were on death row. Yep. Or something like that. I think fly, fly, fly. I'm yeah. say,
0: this is aged very poorly. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I can already tell you this idea of aged poorly.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and and yet that 19 people get uh and get uh. And by the way, I, I put this out there as a social experiment idea, not because it was actually morally correct, but no. 19 people get freed from uh death row and they get you know 25 year sentences or 30 years, a lifetime in prison, and the last person dies on camera on right. the last uh, on the on the, la- the finale of the show.
1: Steve had this idea when uh, Survivor was
2: at yeah. its absolute apex. Mm-hmm. And it's like how bad can this concept get? Yeah. And yeah. it's and that was as bad as I, that's what I, in fact I am slightly surprised it's never happened. <laughs> <laughs> A little bit. That it never happened.
0: But yeah. So uh, another thing in 2020, uh, obviously cannot cannot be avoided. We've already alluded to it uh, slightly with our reparations conversation, but uh, Black Lives Matter. Mm. Black Lives Matter has been around for what uh, four to four to six years at this point, uh, maybe even yep. longer than that. But it seems like there was kind of a social awakening during the mm-hmm. pretty much the height of the the coronavirus. We mm-hmm. saw quite a few uh, quite a few marches because there was. Quite a few police uh, police shootings this year as well, which just was, there, there's no excuse for it. We saw exonerations. Uh, we we found out that the, the, the DA in one city didn't even present evidence to the jurors, and uh, two white police officers were essentially uh, exonerated. Sorry, my dogs are going off in the background here now. Um, but we saw a lot of uh, marches around, specifically George Floyd's death, right? Um, and conversations around Black Lives Matter on social media tripled. Uh, in this year? What what were your guys' thoughts on on everything we saw on that?
2: Oh, I think uh, I will say, I think the reason that the, all the, uh, basically all the 2020 candidates uh, back in January uh, had to uh, actually give their positions on reparations, I attributed to Black Lives Matter. Uh, I think that the the fact that uh, the Negro Leagues are being counted as Major League Baseball, Mm -hmm. Uh, the fact that NASCAR got rid of Confederate flags, uh, the reason that the NFL somehow figured out a way to no longer demonize dealing, the fact that the NBA has done their best to try to be to allow their players to, like people like LeBron James, who have been activists regardless of whether his employer told him he could or not, it actually said, you know, we're not going to fight you anymore. We're going to let you know we're going to support you uh the fact that you're seeing these statues being removed the fact that the redskins and i actually give black lives matter a huge piece of credit for all those other things happening um over the last you know 12 months
0: well that's cuz we're going to burn this shit down if you don't
2: sure <laughs> well i i guess we're we see that we, we, <laughs> we hear you yeah, we, we hear that and we understand.
0: And uh, no, her, uh, no, um, what else can we do? No, no, no. I, I think that, uh, Steve, that's, that's actually an excellent, excellent observation. Something that, again, I, I tend to get so granular and, and in the weeds that I, I miss, I think the social changes that are happening because of what's happening in, 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 you know, in the weeds, right. Uh, to see those changes that, that you just listed off. I think that's absolutely fantastic and integral. I'm hoping that it's not, again, going back to the reparations conversation, I hope it it's not just paying lip service or putting a Band-Aid on a, a larger issue, right? So changing the name of uh, the Washington Redskins, you know, that was able to happen because of the moment created uh, in the fertile soil, uh, you know, tilled by the Black Lives Matter movement. It doesn't solve, and, and I, I don't think anybody here is saying that it solves uh, the issue of racism. It doesn't change the hearts of people who were adamant about it not changing, right? Uh, The owner of that team who was like, I will die before I change the name of this team probably did not have a change of heart. He probably had, he probably had a fix. He realized the fiscal realities that he was facing in, you know, in the times created by, you know, by this large social movement. So. uh,
2: Well, I think, and I think it's just, it's the glacial change we see so often that i think is why things stuck out to me this year because we are so used to having so little change spread out over such a long period of time that i think the fact that this all happened so quickly this year is what made it stand out because usually these things like you said we're doing studies on reparations every year and the fact that we you know that that some you know so many people are having to weigh in on it it just stood out i think because um, it just usually happens. So, slowly. Right,
1: so nobody, uh, here has any, uh, authority or say so in the matter, but I'm just interested in what you think. Um, the Olympics were pushed off from last August to July of 2021. Uh, do we think that's going to happen?
0: Uh, uh, I, think it, I, I think it happens I think it happens uh, like the NBA season happened at this point. Uh we'll, we'll see where we are with the uh, with the vaccine, but uh if we want it to happen, it's going to happen in some sort of dome. I think that I I tend to think that the that the
1: vaccine development is uh it happened so fast and is now rolling out so quickly. I think I think we'll have a relatively un uh a relatively un
2: um, Unmolested, so to so to speak. Um, yeah, there's so there's so much money, I think, yeah. going on there that you know all the old people and teachers who are at the front of the line now. They're about to get uh-huh. passed by Olympians.
0: Yeah, I think that is absolutely something that will happen. Is is the Olympic athletes will uh, receive a vaccine so that they can guarantee that it is safe? Uh, because I mean, let, let's be honest, the Olympics also affect the American economy. They affect every. They affect the world economy. In yeah. all honesty, right? It people spend money to go to the Olympics. People spend money on Olympic, um, you know, e- events. There's the advertising dollars that go into it, and so hey, people are looking at these advertising advertisements, and they go out and buy those things that are advertised. So I think that absolutely your Olympians are going to be, uh, I, you know, inoculated. I think
1: considering that it's vaccinated. considering that it's July, I and and it's a world event. I think the Olympics is probably you could market that intelligently and responsibly as the global victory party, uh, you know, over the, uh, over the, over the virus.
2: And Calvin, I, I don't know if you know this, but I get some hardcore Olympic fever. Uh, oh, gosh. I get hardcore Olympic fever for the winter Olympics, Uh heart, like a 10 out of 10, mm-hmm. uh, for the summer, it's about an eight and a half out of 10. So the fact that I get two Olympics in 12 months, uh, Okay, so let me let me ask you this. Quite something. This is a good year. Bring it, bring
0: it. <laughs> so, is is besides most of the athletes being uh, fairer skinned for the Winter Olympics, um, is that a a white person thing to like the Winter Olympics? And the only reason I ask that is because when I was in college, uh, I had to move off I had to move off campus uh, my final year uh, in order to save money, but. A buddy of mine who lived near the school let me crash on his couch, so I didn't have to wake up early morning and and drop. Yeah, yeah. and so, but staying in his place, he DVR'd every Winter Olympic event, and he would get Mm -hmm. done with school and he would come home and watch it for hours. And I'm like, and I got into it only because of his excitement. I'm not going to go watch it now, but he loved bobsledding. And of course I could watch it. Cause I was like, I saw cool running. So like that's, like, <laughs> That's my connection to this. But he would tell me everything about all these different events, the downhill skiing, the slaloms, whatever. I was like, but I've never heard black people speak of the winter Olympics to the degree that this guy was talking about the winter Olympics. Now I know some of these sports are very expensive, which is why you don't see a lot of black people in them. Like the, the cost of, you know, playing hockey, travel, hockey, Things like that. Um, the, the equipment, all that jazz, it's just more expensive, which is why you see a lot of black people playing sports like football, basketball. They're pretty much low cost sports. Um, but yeah, yeah, I guess, you know, in, in the Winter Olympics basically a white people loved event? I, well, only being a white person, I can't answer for, for non white <laughs>
2: people. I know, I just, I mean, Have I. Have
0: you had any major conversations with black people who love the Winter Olympics? Never never have i ever that's all I, that's all I now got. you got to drink you got to drink
2: <laughs> i fi-
1: you know yeah, I, I find I, that uh i fi- have you, have you ever noticed that there is a it seems that one of the big draws toward the olympic uh and i uh one of the big draws toward the winter olympics is that they're always like clockwork seems to be a ridiculously attractive blonde female skier, downhill skier, and she is
0: she is America's sweetheart. But does she go on to run a gambling ring? Mm. Oh deep right, so, cut. deep cut so yes. Calvin, Calvin,
2: let's let's circle back Calvin. Great movie. So, all right. So so uh I watch sports, let's say uh soccer, which uh it, around the world is played by is, is a lot of, uh, black and brown the world's most players. Yeah.
0: And it's the most, play that. World's most popular sport,
2: right? Uh, basketball, uh, as we know, it is mostly played by the best, the best human beings in the universe that play basketball are black. Okay. But, I, and I, and I do like those sports. So being that I'm not of the same, and I, I don't play soccer. I would, I would love to, I can't, I've tried. I, I'm not very good at it. <laughs> I, 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 I can shoot a little bit, but I'm not, you know, I'm not on anybody's basketball team. But I still love those sports, even though I don't play them. So as a as a black man, do you have to be able to play or have played the sport that you're watching, whether it's downhill skiing or whether it's hockey or whatever, to really get into it? Do you need to?
0: I, I think I think to a degree, this is where you get into the the economic disparity conversation. Mm-hmm. And again, like I said, there's a reason why black people uh play basketball and football. I mean, LeBron James, interestingly enough, so a lot of black people play Football, put their bodies on the line, right? Because the sport doesn't cost a lot, but it takes a toll on your body. They asked LeBron James why his sons uh, don't play, why he won't allow his sons to play football. And he said, because I can afford for them not to. Mm -hmm. A lot of black people play the sport as a a means to a way out of their their situation. Um, Now, that's not to say that all black people are economically disenfranchised, but a lot of the black people who play football are coming from spaces where they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- same thing with basketball. What's the cost of it? Some sneakers and a ball. Right. That, that's really the cost of the sport. And so I think when you get into winter sports, you're getting into, you know, th- there's the stereotype of black people don't like the cold, but it's funny. I was downtown Detroit at the, uh, the skating rink the other day and all of the staff, all the staff at the ice skating rink were black. And they were just skating around like I was like, I did not even know black people could ice skate like this. I had zero idea. I've never you seen know what? this. You mean you need to go talk and to them about the Winter Olympics? I do. <laughs> uh, but uh, I mean they were skating around like you ever been to a skating rink when you were like eighth grade and those guys like they'd clear out the floor and then like the rest would yeah, like skate those around. Guys and are jerks. Yeah, well that's what these guys were doing. They were si- it was sick though. Uh, but but the, the point still remains, I think that the sport when it comes to sports, anybody can mm-hmm. ice skate. But when it comes to uh, sports, uh, winter-based sports, they tend to be uh, popular among white communities from colder climates, but also within America where you're not in colder climates, the people who do play them still tend to be white, and there's a major expense that is um, that is uh, part and parcel of playing and, that sport. And what, so what also
2: can't be, right, you can't also escape the idea, too, that these sports, a lot of them originated in, North, very, very northern countries right. where winter happens twelve yeah, months out of the
0: year—Finland, Sweden, Norway. You know, I think there's, I think there's only three, maybe four. There could be five at this point, but uh, I believe there's only three black people in the entire NHL.
2: No, 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 there's three black players who start for the Red Wings right now.
0: There's, there's more oh. than three. Are there The three? Red Wings have three. Red, the Red Wings three? have
2: three on their team this year, I believe.
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Well wow. yeah. uh, All right. Progress. Diversity. Um, so <laughs> let's let's um let's let's talk about a couple other things and then we're resuming. zooming, so we have time. Um Pamela Harris. That that's that's historic. So Donald Trump lost the election. Wait, what? He, yeah, uh it's December twenty-seventh at this at this point. He is uh still not conceded, but okay. he is doing things that uh he's now at least doing things that uh, someone who is conceded should be doing. Um, but Let's talk about Kamala Harris, and I hate that we talk about Kamala Harris more than we talk about Joe Biden, because Joe Biden won the election, but, out. The fact, the, but, but the fact of the matter is, <laughs> Kamala Harris, Kamala Harris's uh, election as the Vice President of the United States, the first female Vice President of the United States, the first black woman female in the United States, the first uh, what's, the, what's she mixed with? I, I forget. Indian. In, uh, Indian. Indian. Okay, yeah. so Indian as well. So she's a lot of firsts for uh for our nation and i think there's a lot of hope bound up in her there's probably people are celebrating like she's going to be the presumptive nominee for
1: 2024
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) rather than 2028 i'm less convinced but but okay but uh i mean it's historic so uh, thoughts on that i mean 2020 did give us that amazing thing well i think it's
2: i think there's it's uh Kamala Harris actually was very a divisive figure I think. More so really? I think more so tell me you can tell me I'm dead wrong right now. Was more so on, among black people that I know than white people I know. That black people I know were not were 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 basically in my my Facebook and Twitter world was well she wasn't the one I wanted <laughs> but but you know we're going to we're going to support where she's going. The fact that she got here is better than the current vice president, but a lot of people were still with her time as a district attorney. um, Mm -hmm. The fact that she, like I said, she's also one of those, let's study reparations. I, you know, maybe, you know, it'll look like this. It'll look like that, that she wasn't perhaps the, the black woman they wanted, but it's still better than the alternative, obviously. And so white people people probably didn't care.
0: I think black, black black people wanted Stacey Abrams.
2: Yeah.
0: Um. Mm-hmm. The the problem with watching Stacey Abrams from a political standpoint is I think that black people wanted Stacey Abrams out of revenge for what happened to her, uh, in um in uh, Georgia. She's Georgia. Sorry. Uh, I want to say South Carolina for some strange reason. So what happened to her in in Georgia? Uh, I think that that revenge is going to come in the form of uh two Democratic. Uh, two two democratic senators being elected on uh, january the uh, fifth sixth fifth fifth, okay. fifth. um mm-hmm. we'll see i'm not i'm not i'm notoriously bad at electing things or at uh, <laughs> at uh, predicting, things. predicting things so um but no i i think that uh, Kamala harris is for black people let me put it this way there are there are well-read white people and there are unread white people There are well-read Black people and there are unread Black people. This is my way of saying that we're really all the same. I wish we were all treated as such. I think that among the well-read Black people, they understand Kamala's history. And they understand the things that she worked for. And they understood her mindset of, this is the system that I work within. I am a lawyer. I have to follow the law. And this is what has to be done at the same time. I am actively working to undo the system as it is, right? Those are the things that I think people who are well-read know about Kamala Harris. For those who are unread, who taken a steady Facebook diet of news media, uh, I think that their reaction is, Hey, she's a narc. She's a cop. And she put a lot of black people in jail. Okay, well she's a lawyer. Yes, she did put a lot of black people in jail. She was also trying to actively change the justice system as it was from the inside. So I think there's this um, there's this idea, it's kind of the bleeding heart liberal idea that well maybe you shouldn't be a lawyer and try to change it from the outside. Maybe you should try to change it from or from the inside. You should try to change it from the outside as part of a nonprofit organization that really isn't going to get things done quickly or maybe ever. So I think that uh, for me, I think Kamala Harris, uh, beyond the, the historic stuff, her liabilities are not so much liabilities to me as they are uh, opportunities for change. And I think what I saw of her, now that I've read more about her, um, I think that she did a lot with what she was handed and I think a lot of that opinion is also shaped by reading Barack Obama's uh, memoir, A uh, Promised Land, right? Uh, he talks about things he'd rather not have done, but had to do. Uh, things that he was working for, uh, for as a community organizer, things that he worked for as you know as a senator, things that he worked for as a president. And I think that the reality is for a Kamala Harris, for a Joe Biden who was dealing with the whole busing issue, right? You, you work with... Who you can work with you deal with the cards that are dealt and you try to be the change that's why you're in politics in the first place you try to be the change that you that you want to see in the world but you are getting into the situation the political situation knowing that it's not what you want it to be yet that's my yeah, thoughts I on Kamala that. Harris uh, yeah. that that's what I think uh, about Kamala I think she's I think she's going to be a great vice president. I don't know if she's ready. I mean, well, she's obviously ready to be president. Um, that's why you pick a vice president. So in the case mm-hmm. that the president dies or something happens to them, um, the vice president can step in. So I'm excited to see what happens. I will call all the bullshit that happens as well. I think that a lot of people think, oh, you know, liberals aren't going to call any bullshit when it happens. They just want to call out everything that Trump does. No, if, uh, if anything happens that uh, Biden and, and Harris do, uh, that'll be called out as well. But I really do have a lot of hope that, uh, that they're going to be able to turn some things around here. When they well, I,
2: I, I don't think we need to discount the symbolism, too. Uh, the only president my two youngest kids really knew growing up was a black man. And for the next generation of one-year-old, two-year-olds who are going to become four and five and six and see a black woman in the vice president's office, potentially in the white, in the Oval Office. And that's just a normal thing for them. That's, I think it does a lot when you grow up thinking, not having that extra obstacle to think like, well, why couldn't I do this? So-and-so did this already. And I think that goes a long way. And, you know, we don't, I I don't like to get bogged down in symbolism all the time because sometimes all it is is symbolism and it's not, uh you know tangible but i think sometimes symbols are very powerful very
0: very strong yeah and i think uh, and i
2: I think this serves as a not just the nuts and bolts of being a good vice president and then potentially being a good president just the fact that we are just now catching up to a lot of countries in this world i think is going to go a long way
0: yeah um we actually, to, to that point, we got my nieces. I'm seeing if I can pull up their Facebook real real quick. And, uh any, any comments on what I said while I'm pulling this up?
1: Uh, on any of that?
0: Yeah. We said well, a lot about
1: You did. I, I, th- I, I mean, I guess my biggest thought, uh, my two thoughts on Kamala Harris is it seems like um, because of the existence and eight-year uh, experience of Barack Obama, um that uh her sim, her symbolic value and symbolic importance is more to women than than minorities because we have had a black president but this is something that this is something that women and girls uh no matter what they look like or where they come from can be proud of um i would and this is more of a question to you i feel like i may have asked it before but i don't remember it's something i thought before Um, is it frustrating at all for the Black community uh, not to get uh, into, uh, you know, (laughs) we've got like five minutes to go not to get into a thing.
0: Um, We've got some extra time because we're on Zoom and we started a little bit late, so we're good.
1: Is it frustrating to the Black community at all that uh, we had a Black president, we're about to have a Black vice president and still have had... Uh, zero descendants of slaves uh, rise to that level. Uh, both Harris and Obama have, you know, these weird exotic stories that they're not, that they're not uh, like, that they're not quote unquote black in the way that most American black people are.
0: Right. They're, they're not, they're not fully black. They're mixed. Yeah. Right. Right. So, I mean, there, there's, there's conversations we're going to probably have in 2021 around, that particular issue of, you know, interracial, uh, interracial victory versus black, you know, ac- actual black victory, mm-hmm. uh, even though, uh, white people still see, you know, kind of work by that one, one drop rule, you know, you know, one drop of black blood in you and you're black, right? Yeah. So, um, the black community doesn't see Kamala or, uh, Obama as fully black, but, you know, the white community does like, <laughs> mm. yeah, right. So, um, but, uh, I, I, yeah, I think that there is. Uh, I think there is some some frustration uh, there. Uh, that just uh, to answer your question, simply yes, yes uh, mm-hmm. there there is absolutely um, frustration uh, on, on that. But at the same time, I think that there is also hope. Yeah, I think that there is um, expectation, maybe even an impossible expectation. Uh, of what to live up to, right? I, I think that the way that Kamala is different than Obama is that something that the Black community understands and owns uh, is that, and we've had a few episodes to this uh, to this effect, is that Black women in America are the most unprotected and disrespected group of women on the face of the planet. Even though Black women have the most PhDs, <laughs> uh, on this planet, or in, in the United States, anyway, um, black women are uh, generally, you know, unprotected and disrespected. And so, to see uh, a Kamala Harris rise to the level that she has is very symbolic. Mm-hmm. It, it is huge. Um, for For Christmas, we got my uh, we got both of my nieces sweatshirts. Just shopped on Etsy. Shopped local. Uh, and for my uh, one of my younger nieces we got her a shirt that says my vice president looks like me proud skinned black girl so there's that representation right mm-hmm. uh now she's too young to think about politics or know anything but she does know she can look on the screen like steve like you said you, your daughter's only know a black guy as president so they're probably have they're like okay black guy can be president white guy can be president a girl can be president it's probably not a big deal for them um, but that's what they've grown up with, right? Mm-hmm. This is the first black. This is the first person that will look like my niece, like actually like my niece, you know, in in the public eye, uh, you know, at, at that high of a level. And then we gave my other niece a sweatshirt that said "Strong Like a Girl," and then it's got these cartoon pictures of Kamala, Michelle, Alexandria, uh, Ocasio Cortez, uh, Sonia Sotomayor, uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, and Ruby Bridges. Right, so I, I think that yeah, absolutely, representation matters, um, especially for uh, my brown-skinned nieces, my brown-skinned daughter. I think it's, I think Kamala Harris elevating to the level where she is um, is hope mm-hmm. for them, and I don't. And, and here's the thing: not, I think it represents two things. I don't think she should have just been elevated because she's black. Like, it's historic because she's black. It's historic because she's, you know, black and Indian. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's historic because she's a woman. Uh, those are the things that make it historic. But she's also qualified. So the other thing that it presents is, like, she you didn't just pick her because she's black. Like, oh, she, she, she's black when she was a, she was a over-the-land truck driver but I needed a black person. That's not what he did. He picked someone who was ultimately, you know, you know, infinitely qualified, and I think it's, that also yeah. presents something else to my daughters, is that to my, to my daughter and, and to my nieces, is, is that they are going to see someone who looks like them, who is also infinitely qualified, that will push them, hopefully, or inspire them to go on to something higher as well. It's the recognition of black excellence
2: versus just the tokenism, maybe, that we expected. Yeah, I, and absolutely. also, I think, I think, too, it's it's nice to see again i you know i don't want to you know we haven't solved anything but i think the most promising part is it wasn't like hey we had that one black individual as a president that one time and then we went years and years in very quick succession we had 8 years of barack obama 4 off years and now we're having Kamala
0: Harris in the White House. So it's like... Remember, it was four very, very off years. It was four (laughs) very, very off years. But but Let's find the most racist person we can. (laughs) uh,
2: Yeah, it's the pendulum effect. There we go. It was so good there for a while. (laughs) We had to swing back. But it it only took four... It only took one one off election for it to swing back, though. And so we didn't have a long period in between. And if that's... That's a pattern going forward, I think that's uh, a pattern in the right
0: direction. So, so one last thing we'll talk about because it is a New Year's episode. We, we've talked about the year in review, um, but New Year is ahead. Twenty twenty one. Are you? We, we do have the vaccine now. One from Pfizer, one from Moderna. Uh, that seems to be very effective. People have gotten the. At this point, at the time of recording, people have only gotten the uh, the first dose. Second dose will come in a few weeks, right? For people. Sorry about my dog again. Uh, but uh, what are your what are your thoughts for 2021? Any uh, any New Year's resolutions, any hopes for what happens beyond Biden being you know inaugurated? Um, what, are, what are your thoughts? To, to the you new know, Year's? I used to make uh, I,
1: I used to uh, toy around with the idea of New Year's resolutions. And then I think I think Steve said something uh, at this time last year, which gave me a new outlook on it. And that is, uh, if it's worth committing to doing, it's worth committing to doing now. So uh, don't wait until January. So be that uh, is, yeah, yeah. Be in constant, uh, constant pursuit of uh, constant pursuit of positive change.
2: I agree with you.
1: Well, good because it was your idea. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> okay. awesome. You're both wrong.
0: Um, I think you should commit on January 1st. Okay. No, no, um, no, uh, that's absolutely right. Uh, committing, you know, it's good to commit now. Anything worth committing to. Um, I, I I, do like the momentum of January 1st. It's it's fresh. It's starting over. It's, It's almost like the first day of spring, right? Hey, you know, mm-hmm. spring happens. There's new life. There's new vitality. You're not committing to anything, but it seems like the world is. The world is committing now, to the Now I do have a first day in- of spring resolution. You never asked <laughs> right. me about Yes, that. yes, yes, yes. So but but when you think about spring, it's like the earth is committing to you know new growth. And I think in January 1st, the humans tend to, you know, lock arms and say, okay, let's move towards a better future. Uh, some people say let's do that collectively, some people say that let's let's do that individually. And I think for for my wife and I this year. We have we've already set goals, but we're goal there are goals. Who are looking at the whole year? We want to do some things better. Um, there are some health goals because COVID. I've I've put on some weight. I've never put on weight like like during this pandemic because I have a super fast metabolism. I'm getting older now though, and all of a sudden my body is a lot less active because I've had seven, eight, nine months off of moving around like I, I would have if I had my tour company or if I was driving to work and walking around the campus of my job. So, so there are some health goals that we have, but also financial goals. We've got some goals where we want to buy a house, a nice house, a First large day. house. With, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. This Thursday. Uh, no, we we could actually get approved now for a house, but we'd like to get the house of our dreams. Right. Um, I'm older. I'd like my house to be my forever house. Uh, if I got a house when I was 20, I could do, hey, this is my starter home. I could do the next house. I could do the next house as a family grows, but we're not having kids. So I just want to get the house that we're going to live in. Right? So we I don't use. The, of- I
1: don't use the phrase forever house, and Steve, <laughs> Steve
0: knows why. But uh, – but I I ter- yeah, yeah. 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 I use the term because I'm in mortgages, right? Right. So, yeah, okay. um, but, but, but for us, we've, we've got the goal of becoming a little bit uh, – you know, kind of tightening our belt more financially, eating more at home. You know, saying learning to say no more to to no to good things. Hey, our friends want to go out and eat at a restaurant. Well, cool. We we'd love to eat at a restaurant. Maybe you guys come over and eat dinner here uh, or we watch a movie here or we go somewhere cheap so we can continue to save towards these goals that some of our friends already have.
1: My assumption is that the 75 inch TV is going to the house of your dreams.
0: Uh, it would definitely be going to the house of our. It would okay. be in the house of our dreams. But we got that as an investment. Like there yeah. were some things we canceled. We canceled two gym memberships. We canceled our AMC stubs.
2: <laughs> um, well, so we're, wait, we're, wait,
0: we're, wait, 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 wait. So here we go. Here don't we go. You, no, I know the joke, the joke more. writes itself. The joke writes itself. Well, right. we invested in. We invested in. Um, in exercise bands and and the bars that come with. So we have a home exercise system yeah. now. So right. So that saves us eighty bucks a month. Right. And and uh, the the Stubbs card was twenty bucks a month per person, so that's forty bucks, right? So it's over hundred bucks that we're saving by not going to the gym and doing the gym at home and not going to the movie theater and doing the movie theater at home. Well, I have great news for lot, you. Right? My
1: so. my gym membership is nineteen ninety-five a month. Well, that's <laughs> that's awesome. But you know, right now
0: whatever we don't have to spend. Yep, that that is that's better for us, right? So we're just tightening the belt in, in whatever way we can. In some ways, they're going to seem silly to people. Um, but, yeah, so we, we've, we've got some goals and, and some resolutions. So um, no resolutions for you guys. That's fine, I guess. Uh, I don't do them. I, you know, I hope have come for up. I mean, okay, so no resolutions. Hope. But what do you hope, hope happens in 2021? I mean, what, what do you hope is different than 2020 other than not having a pandemic? Ah.
2: I know I'm the worst person to ask these because I don't look at the year of like as like end starting on January 1 and ending December 31st. It just it's a continuous flow of time. We just happen to say it's the I'll, end of the year, the beginning of the year. I'll tell you this.
1: Uh I'll tell you this. I looked at my various calendars last end of December, and <laughs> I told uh I told uh, Steve's kids uh uh in you know the last part of December, early part of January, and I said, get ready. Because you're going to see a lot of theater this year. A lot of theater. It, it has been a, It didn't happen. So I'm hoping. <laughs> I'm hoping. I'm hoping that some of that will begin to recover. Yeah,
0: I haven't. I haven't seen a uh, lot in 2021. of 2021. Uh, I have not seen a lot of. Hey, uh, 2021. This is, is going to be my year. I think people are scared. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was definitely, I feel like, I feel like last year when people said, man, 2020 is going to be my year, Morgan Freeman's voice came out and said, in fact, it would not be
1: her year. I guess better Morgan Freeman's voice than Ron Howard's
0: voice.
2: It would not be his year.
0: (laughs) Well, Hey, I I think this is a good, a good place to, to land the plane. Hey, I I just want to, I want to thank all of our listeners uh, for continually continually tuning in to the show. But also, Kent, Steve, you guys are some of my best friends. I want to thank you guys for continuing to to be on this show with me, despite Star Wars spoilers. Mm -hmm. Um, We don't blame (laughs) you. I can't hold you responsible for your family. (laughs) By the way,
2: I just saw your... So, Chris is over in Maryland right now, huh?
0: My brother is in Maryland. He hopes okay. that uh, our friendship is not ruined because he'd like to be on the show again <laughs> in the future. Well, he really likes you guys. Yeah, okay.
2: Well, you know what? Every happens to the best of us. You know, he like, could be on the
0: yeah, show. Yeah, we, we want to have a conversation about national security. Who's its expert? Oh, no, he spoiled the man. No, 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 he no. Cannot. no. <laughs> <laughs> he cannot be in. I have to have seen He cannot when he be comes on. on. <laughs>
2: we, also, uh, let's, but, let's, plug, uh, let's plug a let's plug a Promised Land and see if we can get the uh, the writer of that book on the show. Maybe I this would year. love to That's, have the. That, you know what? You said was my hope for twenty twenty one.
0: You know what? I'm I'm almost through the book and I'm like this guy still has not accomplished shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he not, you know, it's
2: it's very it ends all. very early on in the presidency. That's why he needs another so, volume.
0: like well, this is a long book for never having done anything. So, but, uh, but no, uh, it's a fantastic book. If you've not read uh, uh, the, uh, a "Promised Land" by Barack Obama, uh, it's it's fantastic. Go out and read that. But no, but, but back to to you guys. Thank you guys for for working with me on on this show and adapting to recording from home. Sometimes recording in the studio, recording from home. I know it was rough getting started tonight, Kent, with the uh, with the uh, with the technical issues. But no, I. I I don't think I express enough how much I appreciate you guys being on this show. I think you guys make the show what it is, honestly. I mean, it's got my name on it uh, just because I'm pretentious, but I I I was going to
1: say, and that's why
0: in 2021... (laughs) <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Leading questions with Calvin Moore, yeah, Kent okay. than Steve Phelps. It's a really it's a long mouthful, name, but yeah, uh, 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 it's accurate. It's, it's <laughs> insanely accurate. Um, but I, I just wanted to, to, if I don't thank you guys enough, thank you guys for for being on the show. And here is, I'm, I'm going to lift the glass that nobody can see. Oh, wow. um, but I'm going to lift the glass. Empty glass. I should, I should, I should lift Kent's glass that he left here yesterday. I know. I got. I also <laughs> have a glass of yours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so funny! How do you leave those? Um, but here's here's to a better, uh, more hopeful 21. Hopefully, and I will raise this to, empty eggnog glass. Here's on, with here's you. to our ongoing friendship over the years. So thank Hello. you guys so much uh, for listening. We will see you in 2021, and uh, we'll talk to you soon.